Hello and welcome to another episode of the Big Six Podcast. Today we're going to talk about common myths and misconceptions surrounding the Big Six movements. So we'll just uh, start with the first myth. The first major myth about the Big Six movements is that it's only for advanced athletes. Yeah, and I kind of get where this myth came from because once you look at all of these movements, you can see that you do need to have some level of skill uh, or strength, especially when talking about the jabs and the dips, which I'll talk about in a second. Uh, but you do need to have some skill in order to perform these six movements. Uh, but first thing we need to understand is that these movements uh, can be scalable. You can regress the movement and use variations to fit your current strength level or current skill level. Uh, so, for instance, if we talk about the squat, you can see that you can take something like a goblet squat. And I give this example because it is something I do with most of my beginners, if not all of them, uh, who are not able to, to perform back squat. And so you can take something like a goblet squat and to use it for understanding the squat mechanics and because it's way simpler than the back squat and to build some strength in your legs and upper back and make more comfortable transition to the back squat. So we can work towards these movements. And I know that often when, when people will, will talk about uh, and claim these assumptions, uh, they will often refer to the dips and the chin-ups because you do, you do need to have some strength to pull or, or to push yourself and uh, not, not to talk about multiple reps. Uh, but if you don't have the skill or you don't have the strength to push or to pull yourself, then you can use the variations and to work towards these movements. So for instance, if you're not strong enough to perform uh, uh, even one chin-up, so your main chin-up in quotes uh, variation in the program can be some like an Australian chin-up or a centric chin-up. Um, so you can work towards your first chin-up. Same goes with dips. If you're not strong enough to even have one push-up, so the main dip in quotes variation in your program can be something like an elevated push-up. So you can work towards your first push-up as a milestone to your first dip. And um, mm -hmm. so, yeah, some people ask me if they need to be advanced uh, in order to follow a big six program. So no, you don't have to be advanced. You even can uh, follow six, a big six program without having uh, any of the, the six movements in your program, but only variations that can suit your uh, current strength level. Uh, if we mm -hmm. were that strict about these exact movements, we would limit a lot of people who want to train that way, but are not capable. Uh, so that is my response about these myths. Uh, what are your thoughts about it, Rami? Yeah, so I'll just, uh, I'll just add that um, our goal or our aim is to help individuals to become the strongest they can uh, possibly be in the big six movements. But if you're a beginner or you don't have uh, dips and pull-ups or you need to work uh, in order to even do a, a barbell, an empty bar uh, barbell squat, then all of the movements are, um, are regressible and they can be adaptable based on the individual uh, needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first myth debunks. Let's move on to our next myth for today which is that these movements, uh, the big movements, especially the big six movements can be dangerous. And we all know these sayings like uh, squatting is bad for your knees, deadlift is bad for your back. If you will do dips and your shoulders will pop out and all these mm -hmm. uh, nice things. So I would like to hear your response about it. Yeah, so um, I'll just to start with that, that potentially 
everything can be dangerous. Uh, movement and everything else in life. So uh, it basically comes uh, to uh, individualization and progressive overload, meaning that um, if you progressively uh, um, increase weight or reps or number of sets and or uh, increase the requirement of the movement, then it's, uh, I'll say it's safer. You can never be uh, too safe but if you do it, I'll say correctly, then uh, your body can adapt and become stronger and uh, more resilient. And that, of course, is the end goal of the big six movements and in general in training. Um, so when we talk about uh, the myth, uh, one of the most uh, important aspect is, is not that the movements are dangerous, but uh, the fear of movement is more dangerous. Uh, uh, um, so is, there is um, a definition called uh, kinesiophobia uh, regarding uh, fear of movement. So when an individual is afraid of moving, let's say bending their spine or moving their shoulders in a very certain way, then when they do those movements, and of course you need to bend your spine in order to lift or move or lift heavy objects or any object, then when you do those movements, uh, you are more prone uh, to pain sensation. So um, so the bottom line is that uh, if you use progressive overload and individualize the movement and do it uh, uh, slowly and uh, based on your current level and strength, then you're good to go. Yeah, I kind of like what you said about that potentially everything can be dangerous and we know that driving can be dangerous, Like, but you, mm -hmm. you need to put some logic of thinking in it like if, if i'll drive on 90 in my neighborhood then that is dangerous uh, but mm -hmm. as long as you put logical thinking you can reduce significantly the risks or the danger um, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that you won't have some risk because you have but the benefits mm -hmm. worth the risk the benefits of getting stronger and being healthier uh, definitely worth the risk uh, and of course the things you said about kinesiophobia or the nocebo effect you name it, mm -hmm. uh, that is your field as a sports psychologist. Uh, but mm -hmm. yeah, I would say that it is more dangerous than uh, uh, the movements. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's about it. Yes. So the last um, myth for today is that you need to choose one. Either you're a powerlifter uh, and you want to improve only the barbell movement, the squat, bench, and the deadlift or you want to improve in um, body weight oriented movements, uh, which are the chin-ups and dips. So Liel, uh, you want to talk about this, uh, this myth a bit more? Yeah, and it is something we mentioned on our first episode. And I said, I remember that once you understand your, uh, your overlaps and your uh, challenges, uh, and you know how to manage this stuff, then you understand that, of course, it is possible to, to get stronger in all, in all of these um, elements of training and you don't have to choose one so let's take for instance the fact that i have three pushing movements uh, in those six uh, which are the dips the press and the bench press and i will say well of course we will dive way deeper into programming on our next episode uh, but in a nutshell the way that i'll manage this and the way uh, i'll do this stuff will decide whether these movements will interfere with each other or support each other and that's okay. exactly the difference between having only ingredients without knowing what to do with them 
and to have a full recipe when you know what to do with doses, uh, with uh, managing the volume and intensity, um, and to uh, um, manage these things over the long term and not to just throw a bomb of six movements into one program and to, to do it all simultaneously unless you're a beginner. Um, so yeah, that is my response about it. Do you want to add something? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, that's uh, that's correct. So I'll just uh, I'll just add that, um, l- like you said, that if you're a beginner, you can throw all the movements and you could do basically everything, not everything, but most of the things, and you can try it and you, you'll get stronger because you have a lot of potential to get stronger. But as you um, a, a increase your level of strength and your technique, and you become more and more, more and more specific, then you need to know how to program those. And um, and yes, so that's why you can't improve all of them, but you need to do you need to know how to do it. Yes, and not just throw everything and hope for a miracle because that's what a lot of people do. And then they say that you can't improve all of the big six movements because they try to throw off the big movements and they try to improve all of them simultaneously and they you don't succeed. And then you say it's not possible. It is possible, but it needs uh, uh, programming considerations in order to improve them. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it needs to be managed um, over the long term and, of course, not simultaneously because then you... Uh, have having a mess in your program um so yeah so three minutes for today i think that's enough for this episode um so let's talk a bit about the danger of believing these myths you talked about it in a nutshell about the the kinesiophobia uh do you want to talk about it a bit more yes so if you buy into this uh, myths uh then uh paradoxically it can lead to improper technique because you're afraid of moving and then you're not moving uh it um uh, it um uh, it, it will uh make you fear of certain exercises such as uh, squat or dips or chin-ups or every movement basically and it can limit your training progress especially if you want to improve in those movements and you want to improve uh strength in the big six movements so um, uh, don't buy into this myth. Uh, train smart, work hard, uh, and enjoy the movements. Because if you do them and you improve in, on, in all the big six movements, then you have a lot of opportunities uh, for strength development and becoming stronger and more resilient and having fun because training is fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, do, do you want to add something? Yeah, I would just say that these days you you can't know what's true and, and what, what what isn't true so for people are just media. yeah yeah in the social media everything everyone can publish anything uh, so my advice would just to to follow people that can explain the rationale and not just to say this is danger and this isn't dangerous um mm-hmm. there is no black and white there is no yes and no in fitness world mm-hmm. so just uh, uh, follow people that can explain the rationale behind these claims. Uh, so that is my advice. Yes, we encourage our listeners to seek re- reliable sources of information on Instagram, on YouTube, and uh, we'll recommend more sources in the future. And uh, yes, 
I think uh, that's about it. So you want to summarize uh, today's episode? Yeah, so we talked about three myths. One uh, is that the big six is only for advanced athletes. Uh, the second one was that these uh, movements are dangerous. And the third one is that you need to choose one element of training, either powerlifting, calisthenics, but one thing and to try and progress it. Um, we also talked about the, the, the danger of believing these myths um, and gave some advices to follow people uh, on social media. Um, so mm. that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Uh, we will leave you links down below, so make sure to check them and stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you. Thank you.